0: All right, welcome to Look At My Records. Very pleased to have the wonderful Liv Lombardi here. Hey. Fresh off of tour back in New Jersey.
1: Fresh off the tour.
0: How you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm feeling mildly quiet and tired, but um, very well. Well, Happy to be here.
0: I'm here to liven you up. Yes. Okay, I'm here to liven you up because we're talking about your new EP, Freedom Girl. Just dropped, right?
1: Yeah, it's almost a month old. I it it re- was released on October twentieth. So, yeah.
0: Happy almost one month birthday to that wonderful five song EP, right? Five song EP. Yeah. yeah. See, I know what's up. I've been <laughs> listening to it. I've really been enjoying it. And where did you record that? Was that a product of Santa Fe, where you kind of your other home base?
1: Yeah, I went out to Santa Fe in the summer. It it came together really quickly. I decided to record it in March of this year and then um started making plans to get it all together um in april and then we recorded it at the end of july in santa fe at a studio called cabby sound and uh it was released yeah a couple months after that
0: and it's it's very exciting uh the songs are they relatively newer songs or are they songs you've had kind of in your repertoire for a while because i noticed you had a release in twenty twelve, and this is your follow up to that.
1: Um, yeah, there was. I released an. I released my debut album in twenty twelve, and then I actually released another EP in two thousand fifteen. But I did it like super DIY. Yeah. Um, and haven't didn't really approach recording until the end of two thousand sixteen, uh, because I was, um, I was just. I don't know. I was I was not in the mode. I was thinking that I couldn't write a song for a couple of years. And then once I sat down with my songwriting partner in the beginning of this year, uh, I went out to Chicago to see him. I played all these songs for him. And he's like, well, Liv, you have a ton of songs here. I don't know why you're saying you haven't written anything. Like, there's a lot here. So the songs on Freedom Girl are actually relatively older songs I wrote most of them or started writing them in 2013 uh, when I was touring in Europe by myself and then um, they were finished and kept like trickling in throughout like 2014 2015 the newest song is grace I, I didn't really get that to a point where I felt like I could play it in front of people until about a year ago but even still like they're not super new they're older parts of you know my heart and stuff that i've just been carrying around for a long time with
0: new experiences kind of added in totally matched together Mm -hmm. so grace is that by any chance a jeff buckley reference
1: Uh, no it's not at all uh it's it's about the idea of grace and what it is i was having a conversation um with my ex-partner um Throughout the beginning of our relationship, when I started writing that song, and and throughout the, you know the course of our relationship, we would always talk about grace. What is grace? And so that song became a lot about that. And then a year, two years ago, my sister, my twin sister, moved to uh, China, and I wrote the last half of that song the day after she left. And because that conversation of like what is grace started really coming back into the forefront of my mind. Like, how do you deal with things that are really difficult and accept them as true, even though you don't want them to be? I think that's a lot of what Grace has to do with, so.
0: Yeah, I could hear a lot of life experiences and, like, the lyrical themes of the songs on Freedom Girl, and I feel like Freedom Girl, at least when I listen to it, kind of has to do with you being out there on the road, sort of, or...
1: Does yeah, it totally? Um, the the way that the f- the title "Freedom Girl" came to be actually was because someone called me that. I was um, so at the end of 2012, I booked a one way ticket to Europe, and it was essentially to just visit some friends of mine that I had made when I studied abroad. Uh, but right before I booked that, right after, before, around the same time, I had done my first tour, and I totally got hooked on it. So once I booked the ticket, I was like, I'm gonna go to Europe, and I'm gonna tour also. And I'm not going to book a return ticket. I'm just going to book as many shows as I can and like go there and and make it happen. So that's what I did. And uh, I started the tour in Cyprus, which was still very much like home to me because I had lived there and studied there my junior year of college. So the first place I went after Cyprus was Budapest, Hungary. And I remember landing and thinking, feeling like I was home, like it didn't feel like wow, I'm in a completely different place. I've never been before on the other side of the world. I felt very comfortable and long story kind of shorter. I went to, I showed up at the venue of the gig that I was playing the first night I got into town and I saw this, I saw this woman sitting there and I remember looking at her and thinking, I'm going to talk to her, like I'm going to know her and and i wound up after my set sitting next to her and she called me freedom girl she said so you're freedom girl like <laughs> how are you traveling around with your guitar and you're free and so we wound up spending my last day in budapest a couple of days after that night um just spending the whole day together and like as soon as we met up we started talking about things that like you would never really talk to talk about with a stranger like what is the opposite of love is it hate like what's in your heart what do you dream about what do you fear it was like this really cosmically beautiful day um and we talked a lot about freedom and the fact that she called me freedom girl really struck me because i wasn't feeling particularly free but i remember when i booked that ticket and was planning that trip and that tour thinking like well i'm gonna go over there and find my freedom Like, that's the thing that I wanted the most. So to be on the other side of the world and have someone looking at me and saying, no, you are free. You're freedom girl. It was, it was a really wild, full circle thing. Um, And then... A couple months after that, I was in Turkey, like I was the house musician at this place by the beach, and there was a lot of protests going on um, in Istanbul, which was at the other side of the country, but a lot of people from Istanbul were coming to this little beach town to escape the protests. And so I started chatting with a lot of the younger people there about, you know, they were talking about resistance and and freedom, and we have to fight for our freedom and we have to resist. So it, it tied into that part of my journey as well. And it all sort of it becomes resonates in the song.
0: Well, wow, it's a really powerful story and yeah. really interesting. I never would have thought of that. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> of course, that's I really l- wonderful. It's my
1: favorite story that I get to tell. Like sharing these songs and promoting the album and and touring, touring and everything. So, yeah.
0: But you've really got your touring chops, it seems. What's the difference? Would you say? What, how was the reception? In places like Turkey and Cyprus As compared to like the United States I'm, It seems like it's probably a Completely different touring experience It's
1: pretty wild It's That's a really great question to ask Because I actually Though it's another country And you know this The um, logistics of touring in Europe Are a little more difficult to navigate Because there's different languages And, and so forth I had In Europe I found that the idea of an of being an artist, specifically a songwriter, is just... There's a lot of respect for it. Yeah. And so, I mean... In the sense of, like, touring and being able to support myself along the road, it was a lot easier for me in Europe. Um, the venue owners, like, respect what you're doing. The audience respects what you're doing. And they're happy to support you financially in that. And, um also being an american songwriter singer songwriter you're you're come on, like you're much more market like you're much more sought after there people in europe i found a lot of them you know they grow up listening to american and british music because it's how a lot of them learn how to speak english and it's you know what's the most popular in a lot of places um and so for them they have this like sort of nostalgic honor for American songs. So I found like that I was I found that I was very very well received in Europe in a way that is a little more difficult to navigate in the States. Um, It's a lot more saturated in the States. It took me like maybe four weeks to book that giant tour in Europe. It takes me close to four months to solidify a tour in the States. Um, And I think that's just because there's a lot of a lot more people doing doing the thing um doing the same thing that I'm doing a lot more you know female singer songwriters that have you know their guitar and they're trying to book shows and play these these independent tours so it's it's a good question to ask cuz it definitely was something I noticed um much different reception
0: yeah because especially because not many people go out and tour Europe like that so it's really interesting to hear your story
1: yeah I love it. I can't wait to go back. I, I wouldn't go back again and do it like I did. Uh, it was a bit too long. I was super emotionally and physically fatigued after that trip. Five months of like country hopping. But I would love to go back. I would love to play for audiences there again. Hopefully in the spring. I'm working on getting some dates there in like the late spring or summer. So
0: Where would you like to go this time around?
1: I would love to go back to the Netherlands. I had spent a week in Amsterdam and got to play a radio spot there and a couple shows, but my ankle was sprained. Yeah. So I wasn't really able to move around that much. I just enjoyed you know, the things that Amsterdam had to offer and playing music, but I didn't really get to explore it that much. So I'd like to go there like also as a tourist, and I have a really dear friend that lives there that I'd like to see. Um, I would love to play in Germany again, Berlin, and other cities too – uh, throughout Germany, um, er- I, everywhere I love Europe. I would love to go back to Cyprus. I would love to. I would love to play in Budapest again. I, you, you name it, I'll go.
2: Yeah, I like that attitude. <laughs> I'm totally
1: down. The, me- you are
0: the freedom girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell me where to be, and, and I'll show
1: up with my guitar. You know.
0: But speaking of freedom, girl, I think everyone out there wants to hear a couple songs. Let's do it. That's kind of what I've been hearing. So. We're gonna play Freedom Girl, which you talked about at length before. Right on, Grace. Right, Grace, mm-hmm. and Hazel and White, which you didn't talk about yet. So tell tell everyone a little bit about this
1: song. Hazel and White is actually the oldest song that we tracked. I released that acoustically on my previous EP, The Unraveler, um, and when I. Sat down with Daniel, who's my my longtime collaborator and songwriting partner. In March, we played through it, and just having him sing on it with me, I decided I gotta like I totally gotta do this with the whole band. So that's why it ended up on this album, but also. It's a fun story. I I have a a dear friend who I still am in touch with who is a a big part of my life. But when we met, there was this strange like circle of like circling around each other. I was attracted to her. She was attracted to me. She was in a relationship. We told each other like we're really interested, but we can't be together. But there was this (laughs) longing thing. And then I left for tour. And before I left for tour, she had given me this necklace with a, a crystal on it. Yeah. And I wore the necklace while I was on tour. And I couldn't get her out of my head in like a way that was more than I've like I've ever crushed on. Like I couldn't get her out of my head. Like a a super
0: crush. No, it was like a little (laughs) obsessive,
1: but I knew that it wasn't I didn't want to obsess about her. So when I got back into town, I met up with her for a drink and uh, we're in Santa Fe. It's a very new age spiritual place. We're sitting at this bar. I have the necklace on and she just looks down and says, oh, oh, man. My crystal guy just walked in. And I said, you're a crystal guy? She says, yeah, he, he sells me crystals. Um, he's going to come over here and talk to us. He's a little strange. <laughs> sure enough, like he, he came over and talked to us. And he starts talking to her and immediately like beelines his eyes to the necklace I have around my neck with the, the crystal that she had given me. And he just looks at, looks at it and looks at her like disapprovingly and says, S- did, you give, did you give that to her? And my friend said, yeah. And he says, why didn't you cleanse it? And she just sort of put her head down. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And so he turns to me, he says, have you been, how long have you been wearing that? I said, about a month. And he said, and you've had her on your mind in a way that you can't, you feel like she's, she's like her energy is like infecting you. (laughs) And I said, I looked at him like, what, like, how does he know this? Like, yeah, it is. So he then he, like, takes the crystal and puts it in his hand. It's like his eyes roll on the back of his head. He, like, reads it. He says, yes, you need to cleanse this of her in the sunlight of the full moon. Like, put it in salt water and told me how to cleanse it, which I did do. And it actually helped. But um, that sort of became the... That whole storyline became the story of that song. Um, and when I went back to the voice recorder that I had with me on the road for that tour... I found this, a couple voice notes that were essentially the song Hazel and White, like in a sketch, like sketched out, like skeleton form. Mm -hmm. So I put all the pieces together and then, you know, added the energy from that evening at the bar where the guy sought the crystal out around my neck and and voila. That is
0: a great story. (laughs) You're really just churning out the great stories behind these songs. And I think they really do come through. In the songs, too, if you listen very closely. And, you know, there's definitely a, a lot of substance to them. So I'm excited to have uh, everyone out there who's listening to this program listen to these next three songs. So thank you for sharing. Though.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: So everyone, you're about to hear Freedom Girl, Grace, and Hazel and White, which you just filmed a music video for, right? Yeah,
1: Hazel and White we did a music video for in Chicago um, on this last tour. So hopefully it'll be, it will be on the internet and all of those things by the end of November, I assume.
0: Stay tuned. But right now, just enjoy the song.
3: Apart from me, far away from a life that I once knew I'm keeping this space free
0: are some wonderful songs thanks again for sharing them
1: thanks for playing them of
0: course I'm happy to but now we're going to transition into the next segment where you picked some records from my collection we looked at them and now we're going to talk about them and play them for everyone so the first record you selected classic probably the most uh, well maybe second most well known police album it's got a lot of hits on it Regatta de Blanc. hmm How's my French on that? Pooja? How's my French on that one? Could you pronounce that correctly for everyone? I'm just calling it my girlfriend. Uh, she's pinch-hitting here because she can speak French, so...
1: I'm pretty sure
0: that's not French. Is what it? is it? I don't know. Oh, my God. Is it Spanish?
1: <laughs> Did I
0: totally mess this up? <laughs> what do you think it is?
1: It's just... It's just an expression of the soul, man.
0: It's an expression of the soul. It might be French. Yeah, I think it is French.
1: (laughs) What are you talking about? It's a name, I think.
0: It's a name. Okay. Yeah, Blanc de Rouge, right? Yeah, Blanc is white. It's white. Okay. All right, whatever. We're we're focusing too much on the title of the record. But anyway, tons of hits on this one. Message in a Bottle, Uh, Walking on the Moon. Love, like, listening to that song when I was, like, 14 years old and just, like, staring at the sky, the moon. Bed's Too Big Without You. Lots of good
1: ones. Are you a big police fan? or You know, the police, I picked that because for my um, high school graduation gift, my cousin got my sister and I tickets to go with him to see the last police show ever at Madison Square Garden.
0: Oh, like 2007-ish, right? Um,
1: yeah, it was like 2007 or 2008, and I had listened to the police like a little bit growing up with my parents. They, they were police fans, my moms particularly. But seeing them live, I mean, they just put on such a good show, and when they played Message in a Bottle, you know, that riff starts... And like the lights come up and you hear just like more drums than you think and the New York City Police Department drum line was on stage with them <laughs> playing the drums so that's that cool. that like still sticks out in my mind and it's like super I picked a lot of these because I'm very nostalgic also but that's one of the biggest reasons why I love that album because it reminds me of that night and just like a solid solid concert some seriously good music
0: yeah and Stuart Copeland's like one of the greatest drummer Ever. rock and yeah. roll drummers of all time I remember my uncle telling me about how good of a drummer he is and how he could literally like keep like a different beat on like every limb basically like different time signatures yeah. with like
1: every appendage <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> including like his nose yeah. and stuff <laughs> you know w- you know weird breathing time signature <laughs> with his breathing and congest you know congestion to get it a certain way so <laughs> do you want to hear a message in a bottle yeah let's do it all right there we go. Record one, record two. One of my favorite albums of 2015. Kurt Vile, believe I'm going down. This is a great one. So many. I just he's such a prolific songwriter. Yeah, his he,
1: songwriting's pretty spot on, and he just like
0: puts out so much stuff. This is like this was the first album in like five or six years where there was no, like, companion EP. He'll, like, put out an album, and then uh, six months later, like, oh, here's, like, uh, an EP worth of songs that didn't make the record, but they're still really good. And they're,
3: like,
1: all hit <laughs> songs, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I've been listening to so much Kurt Vial because I think his guitar playing is also pretty phenomenal, and how he complements, like, the songwriting with the guitar, rights, uh, the guitar riffs and stuff that he writes is, yeah, I'm totally inspired by him.
0: He's amazing. He's... Uh, I can't think of, like, a uh, musician who's been more of a constant for me like for, like, a long period of time. Or someone I've always, like, consistently really enjoyed. So I'm very happy you picked this. Uh, any particular song you'd like to hear lots of good ones
1: i have been it's it's you know it's the first one and it's like the radio friendly one but pretty pimpin is like i think the perfect song for anything like on tour i was listening to it like to get pumped up so i could like drive for hours by myself when i'm at the gym i'm like yeah pretty pimpin it's a it's pump up of,
0: song it's a feel good song but it's also
1: like a chill song it's got this like flow to it that like it fits so many different moods i think
0: And funny enough, in we did not record this, but we were kind of talking about like self doubt and stuff like that. And I feel like that's kind of a theme in the song. Yeah, I didn't
1: think about that. Cool, right? Yeah, we're thinking.
0: We're on the same. We're thinking. We're on the same (laughs) brainwave. All right, so there we go. Pretty pimpin', you know, the crowd favorite, one of the best songs on the record for sure. All right, after this, another great 2015 record. Courtney Barnett, sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit. Sometimes you don't have to think while sitting. That's the great thing about sitting. And I was telling you before we started that I recently have been revisiting this record because I saw Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett on tour last week, and it was a really good show, and... You know, I forgot how great these songs were. I, well, I didn't forget, but I hadn't listened to it in some time. But yeah, good pick.
1: I love Courtney Barnett. I I, I just came to this album, to her music, more recently. Like I was, I was telling you that I only heard the one song, Dead Fox, on the radio all the time last year. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I dig it. And then I listened to the whole album and I was like, "This is this, she's a phenomenal songwriter. She's writing about the most mundane things and making me like, want, I listened to a song about, you know, her song Depressed Preston is about house hunting. I listened to it like, I think three times today. Um, yeah, I, I think she's just, she's pretty, she's pretty phenomenal.
0: Really good album, cover to cover. I have to say, so I'm, many
1: songs on there. I love, I love so many songs on there too.
0: Hard to pick one. I know, but you have to. I
1: don't know which one. I I, I like Depression. I like Kim's Caravan. That just reminds me of like the worst hangover ever. But <laughs> one that like I would gladly revisit because the song is so good. Uh, let's go with Kim's Caravan. It's sort of like under the radar too. I feel yeah, like
0: I agree. It is a little more under the radar. So good choice, Kim's Caravan. Okay, changing it up a little bit, but this woman holds a very special place in my heart as a big fan. I'll tell you, when she passed away and people made fun of her for dying, you know, on Facebook, do you remember that? Did you encounter Yeah, who well, that?
1: She just was, like, so haunted by people's opinions of how she lived her life.
0: Yeah, well, I, I went nuts on people that were, it's like, awful. disrespectful and stuff, and... My, you know, people are like, "You didn't have to do that." I was like, "Good, did. I love Amy Winehouse. Everyone, Back to Black, the album that really put her on the map. Mm-hmm. This is a Grammy winner, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> kind of doesn't mean anything in my opinion, but uh, you know, it's a good album. It's a really, really good album. There's just uh, so many funky songs on here that just make you want to dance. But at the same time you feel her pain on this Mm -hmm. record through the songs. Like what's the, you know, I'm no good. Um, Love is a losing game. Just really pulls at your heartstrings these songs, right?
1: They totally do. And you know, what I loved about Amy is that she was making also music, I think just the style of her voice and like her jazz background. Like she made that More mainstream again, like people like this album. A lot of the songs on here in the style of like what people were listening to like in the fifties and sixties. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it was
1: all over the radio. Yeah, it won a Grammy. You know, it did. It won a Grammy. Congrats! I love Amy. What's on
0: this one?
1: Back to Black. I love that one.
0: Yeah, that's a really powerful song. They're all so good. Tears. I mean, you just want to dance to that one, you know.
1: I think, walks I away. think we got to listen to "Back to Black." All right,
0: "Back to Black." Good choice. We miss you, Amy Winehouse. I
1: I saw that. Did you see the Amy documentary?
0: I did not. I would like to. Though. Oh my gosh!
1: Just make sure that you don't have anything to do afterwards because you will feel heartbroken and you won't be able to express it to many people. At least that's how I felt. I was like serious. I had to go sit alone. I was just like, wow, wow all of these songs had life yeah it was yeah damn alright
0: that was sad on a lighter note (laughs) yeah it's okay though because we have to feel we do have to feel about Amy and I definitely felt a lot of feelings regarding Amy Winehouse I really really liked her a lot but on a lighter note Abbey Road by the Beatles probably has one of my favorite Beatles songs on here Here Comes the Sun George Harrison song. Also, really like meeting Mr. Mustard and all the other great songs on this album.
1: Best Beatle, George Harrison. Yeah, right. I this album actually I picked it because when I was in high school, my sister. So I have a twin sister, and we spent all of our time together. And she became a little Beatles obsessed, um, and so we would listen to Abbey Road all the time and the and the White Album um, pretty much most days. But I remember. That the white album, and this being like my just like it reminds me of like when I really started enjoy to enjoy like just sitting and listening to music um, and I think I've heard the what is it the the song at the end the uh what's the word for it the medley
0: yes. Yes.
1: I would just listen to that on repeat. Like, wow, it's all these different songs, but it's one song. They all go into each other. <laughs> How did they record it? Yeah. I don't know. This is a tough call. I love polytheme Pam. I also love Oh Darling. Something is such a great love song. Sun King is great. I think you got to play the whole medley at the end. Oh, yeah. Whole medley at
0: the end. That's what we do. That's a good one. All right. Let's play all those songs right now. We'll see you soon. Listen to those five songs and enjoy them, everyone.
2: A little too cheap to be a minute under marbles lost. He was always a thousand miles away while still standing in front of your face
4: And he's frowning at me I see a dead seal on the beach The old man says he's already saved it three times this week Guess it just wants to die I would want to die too with people putting oil into my air But to be fair, I've done my share Guess everybody's got their different point of view I was walking down Sunset Strip Phillip and not Los Angeles Got me some hot chips And a cool drink, took a sandy seat on the shore There's a paper on the ground It makes my headache quite profound As I read it out aloud It said the Great Barrier Reef, it ain't so great anymore it's been rape beyond belief, the dredgers treated like a whore I drank till I was sinking, sank till I was thinking that I'm thankful for this view Drank till I was sinking, sank till I was thinking that I'm thankful for this view we either think that we're invincible or that we are invisible, realistically we're somewhere in between. We all think that we are nobody, but everybody is somebody is somebody. Don't ask me what I really
0: Here with Liv Lombardi, still for anyone just checking in, and we got another five songs to play that Liv picked, starting with Tame Impala's "Currents," their most recent release. It's real funky, you know. They're from Perth, Australia.
1: Another Australian pick. Yeah,
0: another great Australian pick. Surprisingly, Perth is actually the most isolated city in the world. Really know that?
1: I didn't know that.
0: Crazy, right? Doesn't really come out in their music because it seems like kind of happy,
1: or maybe space-y. it does because they're like just doing a ton of hallucinogens. And yeah, that's what know. it seems like.
0: <laughs> they probably love that stuff.
1: I I love this band because they get me totally pumped up, and like I would I don't know if I would ever really be able to write music like this, um, but it's just so it just fits the mood, you know. Like, let it happen is like a super long song but it just goes on and on i love it um i don't know which one i think the less i know the better is sort of off the beaten track one because i would say play let it happen because that's the one i've been jamming to recently but
0: i like the less i know the better i've read an interview that forget what he said it was about but he's like i feel weird because it's like corny theme and stuff i think he's like it was about liking some girl and she didn't like him or something something like that how
1: many songs have i written about that (laughs) they make it's the best material for songwriting. it is
0: that's what it's all about right all right after that rolling stones hot rocks 1964 to 1971 I think you already mentioned you wanted to hear Gimme Shelter. Great song. I
1: always want to hear that song. It's the best. You know, I saw this documentary about like the backup singers that sang on like most of the classic rock and roll tracks that we have. Yeah. Uh, that we love today, you know? Um, and essentially, there was a handful of these ladies that sang on all these tracks, and they never really got credit for it. Wow. And this, the woman who sings on Gimme Shelter um, sang on a number of, of popular songs that rock, you know, R&B... Uh, tons of songs that If you if you heard them you'd be like oh yeah I know that song Same same woman So I, she told the story of when she recorded that song They were looking for a female vocalist To come and they called her at 2 in the morning And the Stones were working on Gimme Shelter and they're like We need something else, we need something else So they called her and she shows up at the studio in her pajamas <laughs> And she knew I guess she heard the track And she sort of knew the opportunity That she had, she's like I yeah. gotta nail this So in that second or third third chorus she goes up an octave and her voice cracks and she said i knew i had to go for it because even if i didn't even if i didn't hit the note they wanted that like raw the songs about you know the songs about rape and murder and um and they wound up keeping that take and it's i think one of the most just the most rock and roll tunes i love that song yeah
0: it's a real rock and roll tune from a real rock and roll band for sure I love good sounds. good choice so far. Yeah. You're killing this portion of the podcast. <laughs> I try. You like knocked to the first portion out of the park and you're continuing to knock it out of the park. Great. Lots keep, of Keep it eclectic, you know. Lots of substance for these picks. All right, Sly and the Family Stone. Great one.
1: I don't even know what's on this this particular Sly and Here, the Family let's Stone check album. check
0: it out. This is, I mean, this is an absolute classic.
1: I picked that for my mom. She's like a huge funk R and B fan, so I grew up listening to a lot of that, um, you know, past and current R and B music. But Sly and the Family Stone is just—they're so good.
0: I believe my uncle purchased this for ninety-nine cents at some point yeah. because it says ninety-nine cents on the That's cover. It's a steal. Yeah, this would definitely not be in the dollar bin at your local record store right now.
1: There's a lot on here, actually, that I don't know of theirs. But, I mean, the time in our world is... It seems fitting. We should listen to uh, track six. There's a riot going on. Oh, Protest song for the ages.
0: I'm ready to riot. So, thank you for picking that. All right, after that, this guy's like my favorite New Jerseyan, even more than myself. He's
1: everyone's favorite New Jerseyan.
0: <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town. This is probably my favorite Bruce album.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't as familiar with that, but when I toured out to New Mexico in June, I was driving, I think it was the first or second night of tour, uh, my tour mate and I, I, t- I did a tour with Matt Smith, who plays in a band called Hodera, who I, I love very much. Um, we had to drive from Columbus, Ohio to Indianapolis to split our drive in half. So we you know, drove to Columbus, played our show, and then after we were done at like 11 o'clock, we just started driving into the night. And we put on this album. It was one of the only CDs I had in my car. And there was something about like, sky and wind the summer Bruce like blast on the radio I'm with my best friend like driving through driving through the night I love it so I think of I think of that now and feeling like super free but also just how great of a soundtrack it was and how much I love rep in New Jersey and people are like oh you're from New Jersey Like I'm on the road oh you're from hell New yeah New Jersey? we're from, like, New Jersey. Hell yeah, from New Jersey also Bruce Springsteen he's the boss get on it
0: Anyone that hates on New Jersey, this is all you got to say to them. It's like, hey, I hate New Jersey. And then I'm like, where are you from? They're like, uh, you know, like... Uh,
1: Texas. <laughs> yeah,
0: or like South Dakota. And I was like, oh, I didn't think of a comeback. But that's the comeback. Yeah. Because your place is so insignificant. And not as cool as New Jersey and we have, that I couldn't and we think of a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I think widely considered Wilco's finest work. I love it. Even though they continue to churn out really good stuff, but this is probably the the most critically acclaimed, Like considered one of the best albums of the last 20 years, and probably their best record. Um, very obviously, Chicago vibes. We were talking before, you know that building that's in Chicago. Yeah, I
1: actually had to drop something off to a friend of a friend uh, when I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago, and we pull up, and it's that building. <laughs> it's like, so you know someone in that your building. buddy lives in this building. She was like, "Yeah." I was like what? It's
0: such an it's such an iconic building now, basically because of this album. I think so.
1: Yeah, I I love that album. I think about it, and the fact that the first song is I'm Just Trying to Break Your Heart. Is it I'm Just Trying to Break Your yeah, Heart? Yeah, I am trying to break your heart. I am heart, trying yeah. to break your heart. It It's like to start an album with that song, it's like, all right, you're setting, the, you're setting the scene here, man. But I love that one. I love Jesus, et cetera. That's another favorite on there. It's all so good.
0: Which one do you want to play?
1: Let's do I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Yeah, I mean,
0: of you got to go with that one. Okay. You got to go with that one. All right, here we go. A little bit of Bruce, a little bit of Sly in the Family Stone, with some Stones, Tame Impala, Wilco. Not in that order, though. So forget the order I just gave you. <laughs>
5: you got to live in her yeah. That girl Looks forward to another meeting yeah. Just like everyday people I know Looks forward to another Simple meeting There yeah. Yeah a band of words, looks for to house beneath him mm-hmm.
6: just any old player you know all he needs
5: is right <laughs> raiding time is education the
2: Oh,
3: you know, you know
6: uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Need to be a little longer, a
5: little time. The universe needs to be a little stronger.
6: time they say it ends.
5: I am trying to break your heart. You still I'd be lying if I said it wasn't easy. I am trying to break your heart.
0: Live with the wonderful picks. Thank you for those selections. And our time's, unfortunately, coming to a close. It was really lovely having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime, by the way. This was a lot of fun. Thanks
1: so much, Leah. Let's do it again sometime.
0: And you got some shows coming up for anyone out there that wants to see you live in the flesh, playing those songs they heard earlier in the program?
1: Yeah, uh, I do. I have a couple shows um, in... Towards the end of this month, I'm playing at Tierney's Tavern in Montclair um, on the 25th of November, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Great night to go out. Everyone's still on yeah, vacation. Everyone's still home. Um, I'm going to be playing a all female lineup with an all female lineup. The show has a really talented. Uh, I'm not going to remember everyone's name, but I know that there's an amazing act from Asbury Park who just sounds like heaven when she sings, and Michaela McLean is the headliner. She's releasing an album that night, so that'll be a fun show for her as well, and it'll be my first show back in New Jersey since June, so I'm really excited to play. I won't be with the band. I'll be playing solo, possibly with one other musician. Still just as much fun, though.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a great show. Venus Envy and Terra Denti that's it. is, yeah. the, I think, the one from Asbury Park, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like a great triple bill. Unless that Terra Denti is separate from Venus Envy. They are. They are. So that's four people on yeah. the bill. Quadruple bill. <laughs> and then after that, you have a Secret Loft show on the 30th. Yeah,
1: that'll be in Greenwich Village. The way that works is... Um, the way that works is sort of like So Far Sounds type of thing. If you go to the Facebook event for it, which you could find on my Facebook page, uh, Live Lombardi Music, facebook.com slash Live Lombardi Music. There's a event. If you click on the event, you can find a link to get tickets. And if you type in my name, just live, in the ticket box, there's a chance you can get a $5 ticket as opposed to $8. So get on there and get tickets in advance so we can yeah. all hang out and be buddies.
0: And I'm, I'll be putting the link in my post for this as well the f- link to the facebook event but check out Liv's page too you got timbler kimberly townsend Liv lombardi rowan and idol me's music that's the bill for this the uh, secret loft show so definitely go check that out and again it was really great having you any final words
1: um i would be it would i would be a fool if i didn't plug uh my website livelombardi.com you can find all my print and links on there if you're interested if you're listening and also i am on spotify and itunes so follow me on follow me on spotify check out itunes if you want to download an album you can get hard copies through my website and come out to a show cool we'll
0: see you all out there live thanks again and everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode good night good day or whenever you're (laughs) listening to it whatever time of day thanks for having me man of course thank you